What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hill Varsity Club is opening in Omaha this May and is hiring for all hospitality positions. Do you love elevated food, exciting events, and having fun at work? Join our team by applying today at HillVarsityClub.com. Hill Varsity Club will feature a next-level mix of classic sports bar favorites and contemporary creations with indoor and outdoor seating and memorable live events like live music and sports watch parties. We can't wait to grab a burger and a beer at HVC this May. Apply for all front or back-of-house positions now at HillVarsityClub.com. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food and fitness come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on Meathead Test Kitchen. You've heard us talk about macros for two episodes now, and today we're really going to dig into macros and how to make them work for you, because that is what I feel is the key to figuring out this whole thing that is your diet. It's a pain in the ass. So what is a macro? A macro is short for macronutrient, which is a type of food that's required in large amounts in your diet. So what are macros? Carbs, fat, and protein. These are the nutrients that all of us need as human beings in larger quantities. They provide us with our energy. Micronutrients, we won't really talk a whole lot about, but they're mostly vitamins and minerals. They're equally as important, but they're consumed in very small amounts that you already are getting yes, as a already, byproduct. They're already built into yes. your food. But when it comes to macros, they are in basically everything you eat. If you if you did a pie chart, two-thirds of that will basically always, there will always be carbs and fat or fat and protein. Always. That's, that's how it breaks out, basically. Carbs go with fat and fat goes with protein. Sometimes you'll get all three, but they will be in everything you eat. So when you eat, talk about not demonizing carbs, this is why. Because if you yeah. demonize carbs, you fuck yourself before you even get out the starting block. Well, and it's really difficult to find foods that don't have carbs in them. Like, yeah. I mean, you can, but you're really super restricting your diet at that point. If I mean, it's eating really green vegetables and meat. Yeah. yeah. That's it. <laughs> like, Everything that's else what, has carbs. Exactly. Fruit, most of your vegetables have carbs in them. Tomatoes, along with corn. Their protein. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, technically those Who are Who doesn't fruit, like tomatoes but... and corn? Like, we're in Nebraska, so like, we love tomatoes and corn Yo. here. <laughs> I'm from Iowa. Represent. I'm from Iowa, and I have had straight up meals of just sweet corn. Yes. Like, sweet corn is life. But when it comes to your veggies, you're even going to have carbs in your veggies. No, they're not all carbs. Not all carbs, but there's, but there's there are trace carbs amounts. in them. Yes, yes, there's trace amounts of carbs in basically everything. So this is why when we talk about not hating carbs, you really, you really have to learn that you need to make friends with carbs. And carbs can be tough because they're the tastiest fucking one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are. They are. But when you're looking at structuring your diet, you need to figure that out and take into account these three things, how they're going to play into how you feel before during and after your workout. Yes, exactly. Like one important thing too to keep in mind, like not to overcomplicate it for yourself, is to remember that your macros are your calories. Mm -hmm. Your protein, fat, and carbs equal your calories. 
So like when we break down the numbers, all we're doing is assigning a calorie number to fat, protein, carbs. Yep. Um, it's, it's like seriously as simple as that. It took me forever to wrap my mind around that because I kept trying to separate them, but it's the same thing. It's hard because there is some math involved. And when you get into yeah. the caloric counts, you're still trying to figure out what the hell a macro is. <laughs> so let's talk about that. I cracked open two books in preparation for this. I want Hello. you to know two books. They're the heaviest books I own. My NASM personal training manual and my sixth edition copy of Nutrition by Insul. So here we go. Carbs. They are going to cost you four calories per gram. Not terrible. They're all eventually broken down into glucose, which is the main energy source for your body. So when you hear people talk about low carb and no carb diets as weight loss, that should be a big red flag. Because if you plan on making any progress at all in the gym, you're not going to do that on poverty calories. Right. And poverty calories, just to clarify, like, are not enough. If we talk about poverty calories, I'm referencing like 1,200 calories. Right. Most which is people, what a quote unquote diet would be. Right. We're, we're not for that yeah (laughs) eat some damn food um this like this is also like the reason that most coaches are going to suggest that you eat some form of carb before your workout because you need to feel that workout you're going to put a strain on your body so you need fuel in order to take on that strain um it's also one of the main reasons that we here at mtk are against low carb and or keto diets for weight loss purposes um, if you're going to add any form of exercise in your body, just it needs carbs to in order to properly support what you're going to be doing. Like exactly. you can't lift up, you know, even a 45 pound barbell and do anything with it for a very long sustained period of time if you don't eat carbs before in some form or fashion. Have you ever trained legs without eating beforehand? Uh, yes, it's brutal. It's the worst it, fucking day oh of your God. life. Like, you're not going to get through that session and feel good about it. No. Like you're probably not going to hit a it's personal a, record that day. A, your numbers are going to be garbage. B, it's going to take you three hours because you're going to have to have 10 minutes between each set because you're tired and you mm-hmm. feel like shit and your muscles are like, yo, I got nothing to burn. When you're training, especially if you're going to look at weight training or like CrossFit or any endurance activity specifically, you need carbs. I, I just ate some carbs before we started recording this, and I just broke a pen. <laughs> Hashtag jacked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say, too, like, I trained for a half marathon um, in the midst of weightlifting training. Uh-huh. And, like, for me, like, if you're going to start putting your body through any kind of endurance training of any kind, like, carbs are super important. Like, especially my body, like, for long distances – I couldn't lift to full potential on lifting days without them. Like I used to be like super against carbs because you you've been told your you've whole been life conditioned to carbs be and fat carbs. are yeah. the devil. Yeah, and they're not. And it takes a little bit to get your mind out of out of that little rabbit hole there. Um, but the type of carb can matter. But as long as like in moderation, you can have whatever whatever you want as long as it fits within your macros and your caloric allowance for the day. I mean, yeah, if it's if it's a complex carb, if it's a simple carb, that's up to you. And we're going to talk about that a little more right now. Actually, there are two kinds of carbs, if you didn't know, simple and complex, and they work just about how you'd imagine. When it comes to when we talk about breaking things down in fitness, if it sounds as easy as it is, it probably is. Yeah. It, it, don't overcomplicate no, it. Yeah, there's no hidden agenda. There's no like secret decoder ring to fitness. Like if it sounds like it is that it probably is 
Simple carbs are easy for your body to break down into energy. They can be found in fruit, milk, yogurt, agave nectar, honey, cane sugar, maple syrup. They're good options for pre or intra training. They're, they're my go-tos for that because they're available quicker than a complex carb would be. So if you're crashing in a workout and literally the only thing you have in your fridge is a Snickers bar, eat eat the fucking Snickers bar. Thank me later. Yeah. Like even just half. There's a reason that their marketing is you're not you when you're hangry. (laughs) Because literally Snickers has saved me from murder before. (laughs) Snickers saving people from murder (sighs) since whenever they were established. Seriously. (laughs) Just eat the quick hit of sugar. It will get you through your workout. Don't stress that you ate sugar. It's fine. It's going to move you forward and you're going to reach your goals even if you smash two handfuls of fruit snacks while you were lifting. It's not right. the end of the world. Your body's going to use it as the energy to get you through the rest of your workout. Especially, I will say this, like you're probably going to need some form of quick hitting carb, whether it be a gummy like the Gatorade ones mm-hmm. or if it's just fruit snacks or whatever, especially if you're training or running or doing anything for longer than 70 minutes. Yep. Because your body has is going to burn through most of that within the first 45 to 50. You know what I drink for intra? A shot of creatine. I do a scoop of creatine and like two scoops of strawberry lemonade crystal light. Yeah. Cheap. What up? Yeah. It's got some sugar in it. It keeps you from dying. It tastes okay. And it didn't cost me $50 for a two pound tub. Exactly. Like you can, the most important thing right now is your nutrition. And we're going to hit on that a lot. We're going to hit it ad nauseum. We're going to you're going to be tired of it. You're going to be tired of it, but you'll be, you'll be thankful later because it will all come together and it will make sense. So we're still talking about carbs when it comes to simple carbs versus complex carbs. The simple carb is going to break down quicker because it's a simple sugar complex carbs. They'll take more time for your body to break down because they come in the form of starches, grains like pasta, rice, bread, starchy veggies like potatoes and corn. These are good the night before. So for dinner, if Slow you want to have corn baby. and potatoes, yeah. do it. Corn and potatoes. You've got deadlifts tomorrow. Yeah. Go <laughs> fucking kill it. Your body can break them down and have them ready for the following day. And this is in high school. The first time I learned this was a spaghetti feed before a cross country mm-hmm. meet the night before. And yeah. I like, oh, oh, all carbs aren't created equal. Okay. Right. <laughs> exactly. When I was training for the half marathon the night before the actual miles, I like smashed. It was probably, I gave myself like three, four hours before I went to bed because you don't want to be bogged down, especially that early in the morning. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad that I did because there is no way, because I don't personally like, I can't chew gummies and run at the same time. <laughs> I'm just not that multifaceted. The but pacing is just yeah. not, yeah, I get Those you. complex carbs the night before really helped propel me through that run and I got good time I think because of it because I fed my body the right thing yeah and carbs don't have to be difficult Mm -hmm. if you want to introduce cleaner carbs we'll call them cleaner carbs because these are pretty much the most baseline carb you can get you could do oatmeal you Mm -hmm. can do whole grain bread you can do rice uh we eat a shit ton of sushi rice at my house yeah I love whole grain bread I have like the nuttier, the better too, by the way. I agree. I like the, well, and it adds that texture element mm-hmm. too, but like bread isn't, shouldn't be demonized. I wouldn't necessarily probably promote eating white bread because it has a ton of sugar in it. Dave's killer bread has a really good white mm-hmm. bread. It's a whole grain white bread. It's not super trashy and it scratches the itch. It is a little yeah. expensive. It comes in at like five fifty a uh, uh, loaf. Yeah. But it's so but good. But it's really good. It's so good. It's a treat. 
And if you want to keep eating bread, this is where low carb options come in. This Mm. is where I love low carb options because if you want, you want a sandwich and you don't want just a slice of bread with your sad, you Mm. know, like your sandwich doesn't have to be one slice of bread with a sad ass looking piece of turkey and some cheese on it. Like it can be a whole ass sandwich. Make it a deli sandwich. Get the low carb bread and stack that fucker. Make a club. Use three pieces. They're like 40 calories a slice. And this is where if you're going to eat for volume, this is where low carb, no carb is going to be the MVP of your life because it will help you stay full without being fucking angry that you can't right. eat anything. <laughs> well, and I don't like, especially with like sandwiches and stuff. If you're trying to maybe like save some of your carbs for later, like that's cool. But like, typically you're going to be eating most people when they start out with their macros, your number is going to be a lot higher than you're probably used to eating. Uh huh. It's going to be difficult to do that. So bread probably should become your friend. <laughs> Absolutely. And that is when we talk about macro splits, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, you're you're going to be surprised when you plug your numbers into a macro calculator. Mm-hmm. You really are because you're probably going to end up seeing a number that's six to 800 calories more than what you're used to seeing. Right. And that is a mind fuck in and of itself. Yeah. And we will touch on that more. But some carb options around the house. You can do the oatmeal, you can do rice cakes, you can do Pop-Tarts, granola bars, fruit snacks, honey stinger waffles. Oh, they're so good. Are so good. And they're perfect. And they come in a six pack. Yeah, they're great. So you get like, I'm good for a week on those. You have them after a workout. You got a sweet, it's a sweet little treat and it's a good carb to have on hand just as like, you know, on the go. It's 150 calories or something like that. It's a little Stroop waffle and you can get the caramel ones. You can, oh, they're so I like to, I especially like to keep fruit, like apples, bananas on hand because they're quick and easy on the go. Uh, if I'm going to do an early morning workout, mm-hmm. I eat a banana and like half a protein bar because I just, I need something. And it it doesn't take as long to get into my system. And bananas are great too because if you're, I'm a, I'm not a usual eat right away when I wake up kind of person. Mm-hmm. So bananas are one of those things though. They're so, they're not nondescript. They're flavorful. They're good, but they're Mm -hmm. safe. They won't upset your stomach. If you're not used to eating in the morning, if you eat half a banana in the car on the way to the gym and then eat the other half during your warm up, you'll be gold. Yeah, you're good. Your body is already in a rhythm. You're going to end up learning it as you go. It'll tell you pretty quick. For me personal and everybody's signals from their body are going to be a little bit different. Absolutely. They can be similar, but for me, I know that it's like this weird, like lightheaded full body thing. Like Mm -hmm. you gotta eat. Oh, put something in your mouth right now. It's like the, the head floaty thing when you know you're, you're really sick and you're really congested and you just feel like you're floating through the ether. Yeah. That with anger to like 15 is when I'm hungry. (laughs) Ooh, terrible. Let's talk about pizza because yes, pizza is the perfect the perfect food when you're looking at carbs, fat, and protein. Pizza has carbs. Get that crust. Eat it. Because what's on a pizza, really? If at the most basic cheese, tomato sauce, crust, vegetables. Yeah. Well, meat, if you're into that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what you're putting on it, but yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, pizza, pizza's just like going to Taco Bell. It's just, if you make pizza at home, guilt-free pizza eating because you control everything that goes into it. You make the crust, 
You, you don't even have to make the crust from scratch. You can get pre-made crust. That's fine too. But if you have a stand mixer, you have no excuse not to make your own pizza crust. It's so <laughs> easy. Sure. Make your own pizza. You're not going to have to miss out on things like pizza just because you're watching what you eat. If you can learn how to make these things yourself, because you can control literally everything that goes into it. And even if you can't, there are options out there with lower carb crusts and, and yep. thing, or cauliflower crusts and things like that. I know cauliflower crust may not sound appealing, but there are a couple out there that aren't actually that bad. It satiates that that want for pizza or hell, Lean Cuisine has a little individual oh size ones. God, it hits the spot yes. and it's the perfect amount of pizza. Lean Cuisine French bread pepperoni pizza. They're good. It hits the spot. And they're like 250 calories. Exactly. It's not bad at all. It's not terrible. And if you're if you're sensitive to dairy, there's not enough cheese on it to mess you up. Right. Exactly. They're perfect. You can use things like frozen meals. You just need to be very conscious that you're not using them all of the time because there still is a lot of stuff hidden in the ingredients list in those meals. You should be reading your ingredients list. Oh, absolutely. And checking every nutrition label. Absolutely. That's another suggestion I'd make. Read everything. And if you're just starting um, out, you're probably, a lot of people too have the mindset, you know, like carbs are also like are the devil, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but... I came from the family, like, I had to eat all my protein first, period. Like, yep. don't eat anything else, only eat your protein. So for me in the beginning, when I saw my initial numbers, it was quite a, it was drastically higher in carbs than I was norm, what I was used to eating. I just worked up to it. You're not going to be perfect in the beginning. If anything, yeah. one suggestion I would make would be to be, like, stay within your caloric limit, and you'll eventually get there, and that's totally fine. Um, it just... We have to try good, try to find a good balance of carbs, fat, and protein with every meal or snack just to make sure that you're not like scrambling at the end of the day, like, oh my God, what should I eat with this many, this, this many, that? Yep. Like, try to keep it balanced and eventually you'll be able to get there and you won't even have to think about it anymore. And that's a good point that you bring up. If you're learning how to eat like this for the first time, if you've never done macros before, if you've never been on a nutrition plan before, Your main goal is to eat for calories right now. Mm -hmm. Once you learn how to eat for calories and you learn how to eat consistently throughout the day, because that takes some getting used to. Yeah, it does. You can start moving on. Okay, cool. I'm eating my 2,200 calories a day now. Okay, now my split is 50, 30, 20. Let's start working on that. That's fine. You don't have to have all of the numbers perfect on day one. It's not realistic. I don't recommend it. You'll be fine. You never are really going to have to, for me, I never have to try to fill out my carbs. Right. Like it's just, they fill out their own because they're the tastiest. I love carbs. So when you look at your macro calculator for the first time, remember oftentimes your carb percentage is going to be somewhere around 50% of your intake. Every total day. Yeah. That's going to be weird. Yeah. For me, it was, I was like, how in the world am I going to eat that many carbs in a day? Because when you're doing macros, you're weighing everything in grams. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the most accurate and easiest way to track your macros. But I got my number and it was like 175 grams of carbs. And I was like, a what now? Oh, let's pull up my I macro was like, calculator. Good Lord. Like it was just terrible. I thought, and it was scary, but like, honestly, I know we say trust the process a lot, but literally you legit just have to trust the process because it will eventually, you'll one, you'll be healthier and two, you will get to your goals in the long run. Absolutely. It's sustainable. Yeah. 
it's it's sustainable and it's not going to be as difficult as you think it is. Yeah. And the great thing about carbs too, carbs are going to help you keep your system clean. Yeah. And that's because fiber. I know we talk about fiber a lot, but I think that it's a really overlooked component, especially now with the fad diets that are popular right now. Mm -hmm. They subtract the dietary fiber from the carbs a lot on food labels. And it, those, those fiber grams still count towards your calories because they're part of the carbs. Like this, it's not a Mm -hmm. macro, but it is important to mention fiber. Um, according to the Mayo Clinic, fiber is either soluble or insoluble. Soluble fiber is a type of fiber that dissolves in water and it's found in oats, peas, beans, apples, citrus fruits, carrots, etc. Insoluble fiber promotes the movement of material through your digestive system and increases your poop. So it can be a benefit for those who struggle with constipation or irregular stools, wheat, flour, nuts, beans, veggies, these are all they're things important. you eat, and they're all things you already eat. You just yeah. need to change the methods that you're cooking them and the amounts that you're, the ratio that you're eating them, I feel like, a yes. lot of times is is the problem. We live in a country where protein is king. So that's carbs. Carbs are not the enemy at all. You need carbs. And I looked up my macro numbers, by the way. I have 216 grams of carbs per day. Yeah. 144 grams of protein and 53 grams of fat. That is, that's my macro breakdown. Yours will look different and that's okay. My carbs are 225. (laughs) That's, that's what my macros look like right now. And they're going to look different for you and that's okay. You're going to, if you are in a relationship and the both of you are going to do it together, you're going to have two completely different numbers. Yeah. And that can be hard because you have to figure out how to, that was hard for me. Phil was eating like 3000 calories and I was getting like 22 and I'm like, uh why does he get all the potatoes? What an asshole. Because he's a dude. Yeah. <laughs> too. They get to eat more. You know, I say it a lot. Being a chick is bullshit sometimes. <laughs> and that is definitely one of the arenas where it's definitely some bullshit. Let's move on to fat. Fat's going to cost you the most per gram. It's nine calories a gram, but fat helps you store energy. It helps you cushion your organs. It helps your body make hormones. It helps you absorb vitamins. It helps you support your cellular integrity. You need fat. Yeah. Fat. <laughs> Eat Ooh, it. fat. There are obviously different types of fat. Uh, yes. Trans fat is what you want to try to limit the most. It comes in margarine, shortening, baked goods, doughs, fried foods specifically. Use these with extreme moderation and like you'll be fine. Like yeah. you can still have French fries, yep. but just don't eat a large. Get a kid size. The to- reason that trans fat is bad is because they hydrogenate the oil. Yes. And that will... F- Fuck up your arteries. You don't want to deal with that. Fat alone isn't bad. Hydrogenated fat is not necessarily the best thing for you. Notice we don't say don't eat these things because I will give you recipes that have margarine in them. It's fine. As long as you're not eating an entire tub of fucking I can't believe it's not butter. Right. Good. (laughs) You're fine. So trans fats used in moderation. They taste good. They're in stuff. They're out there. It's okay. Just know what they're in. Read your labels. Do your homework. Read your food labels. Because Again. if you know what's in your food, there's no surprises. Exactly. Saturated fat, they can increase increase your cholesterol too, which can raise your risk for heart disease. So trying to limit these also in your diet can help. You can find saturated fats in fatty beef, lamb, pork, poultry with skin, 
lard, cream, butter, full-fat cheese, and dairy. Again, don't not eat them. Just in moderation. Like any other quote-unquote bad thing. Yeah. Unsaturated fats are known as the healthy fats. Uh, They can decrease your risk for heart disease. Most of these originate from plant sources. So avocados, nuts, nut butter, seeds, olives, oils. Um, You can find them in fatty fish like salmon, tuna, herring. And these are the fats that you're going to want to turn to most often. So fish is great. Oh, I love fish. I try to incorporate fish as much as I possibly can because those good fats also taste really good. Salmon. I've been, I've been off salmon for a while because I ate so much of it for so long that I'm like, eh, every time I see a salmon filet, I know I shouldn't, but I do. (laughs) Halibut. I love halibut. Um, A lot of people eat tilapia. That's a good, like, nondescript fish that you can flavor however you want. My favorite though, snapper. I do like snapper. Oh. I do like tilapia is the cheapest. It is at the store, so I usually keep a bag of that on hand. Mm-hmm. Thaw it out if you feel like having it that day. Season it however you want, and boom. Yep. Also, it's also packed with protein, which is a good thing. Yes, I will go to Costco sometimes and get the big old salmon fillet, like the whole half of fish, and I will score it. So I yeah. score the meat. And then I will either, I, sometimes I cut it, sometimes I score it. It just depends on what kind of space I'm working with in the deep freeze. <laughs> um, but you air, you put it in your food saver bag, vacuum seal it, throw it in the freezer. You're good for at least yeah. six months to a year. And you, I mean, you can keep things like that in the, in the freezer for a rainy day when you don't want chicken. Okay, right. cool. I've got some fish in the freezer. These are the foods you want to turn to more often when you do need more fat in your diet because you will need more fat in your diet. So when we look at things like mayonnaise, they make an avocado oil mayonnaise. Yep. Kind of spendy. But it tastes good. Use it sparingly. It tastes good. And if you want mayonnaise on your sandwich, you can have it and not feel guilty. Fats get a bad rep. They're the highest in calories, but you definitely need them in your diet and your joints are going to thank you. When you start eating enough fat... Your knees aren't going to feel shitty anymore when you do squats. Right. Your hips aren't going to hurt as bad when you're doing cardio because you yeah. have that extra cushioning on your joints. When you start macro hacking recipes, this is where lower fat versions of dairy are going to save your life because when you're calculating your macros, your fat intake's generally going to be between 20 to 35% of your intake, which sounds like a lot, but coming in at 9 calories per gram yeah, it's is not, really not a much. lot. So you really in the fat department that is where you really, I feel, need to learn how to make substitutions. And balance. And balance. So don't like have 14 eggs, whole eggs in the morning, or you're done with fat for the day. And you can eat the whole egg. There's nothing wrong with eat eating the, whole the yolk. Egg. Eat Just the whole eat egg. Just don't 14 of them. Yeah. Two or three is fine. Four or five, if you're really hungry, is also okay. And it's, it may be hard in the beginning, too, depending on what your diet history is, to incorporate more fat into your diet. Um, if it helps, start by adding, like, for me, on the reverse end of that, mm-hmm. I also didn't want to eat fat ever because, because you it's been pounded into your head that fat is also crappy. Fat is not going to make you fat. Fat no. does not make you, fat alone does right. not make you gain weight. Exactly. Like, if it helps, for me, it helps to just start with, like, the pre-portioned packet of almonds, mm-hmm. the 100 calorie packets. Oh, it's got great. some protein in there. It's got some good fat in there for you. Even just having like a tablespoon of natural peanut butter with like your apple or something for the day. 
um, it was just like really hard for me to increase because like I said, I lived my entire life shunning fat. Yeah. <laughs> I get the fat free everything and like think that that was like but the best thing that I was ever doing for myself. But there's a lot of hidden sugar in there mm-hmm. typically if it's fat free because they're trying not to sacrifice the flavor of said fat free thing. Right. And added sugar in anything typically isn't the greatest for you. Right. Um, it, I just, once I started eating more fat though, I did notice that certain things that I felt were out of whack were no longer out of whack. Yeah. It didn't hurt. I wasn't as tired because fat is a good source of energy for your body and my hormone levels like more evened out yes. as a female. Yes. You need, you need fat for hormone production, which is essential for any human being, regardless of your gender. Yes. You brought up a good point when it comes to reduced fat, low fat things. Reduced fat, low fat cookies, probably going to be loaded with sugar. Be very careful. It might be worth it to just eat the regular type of cookie or get the hundred calorie pack. Exactly. Hundred calorie packs are great. They make skinny cow hundred calorie packs Mm -hmm. with like cookies. They make, I think they make hundred calorie packs. And really the hundred calorie packs are just a smaller, a normal size portion. Yeah. It's just a handful. It, that's all those are like it's not it's typically not like the diet version of anything it's just a smaller size yes it's in a normal size portion and it's pre-portioned and you don't have to think about how many calories you're eating because oh this is a hundred that's easy. exactly things yeah. to keep in the pantry or in your desk at work hundred calorie packs will help you out in the long run and it's a quick snack you don't have to yeah. think about it you can just grab it you already know what's in it you can scan the barcode and boom there you go yeah right There's into my, my fitness pal you're good So that's fat. Fat is going to be probably one of the harder things for you to deal with, aside from eating enough protein, Mm, because mm. that is, I feel everybody's struggle. Everybody always says, how the fuck do I hit my protein? Protein comes in at four calories per gram. Protein is is the building block. It's ultimately what's going to help you build muscle and retain that muscle. It allows your body to grow build, repair tissue, it protects your lean body mass. It's made up of amino acids, and there are two types, essential and non-essential. And like carbs, these are just what you think they might be. Yep. Essential amino acids are what are needed in your diet. They can either be used by your body on their own, or they can be converted into non-essential amino acids. Speaking of those, non-essentials aren't required to be consumed through your food intake because your body can actually make them on their own. Right. Because your body's wicked smart. It is. Your body (laughs) is a science machine. You can synthesize. Hey, girl, I synthesize my own non-essential amino acids. How you doing today? (laughs) And you're going to want to center your meals around lean proteins because that's what's going to allow you to eat the most volume. Start making friends with stuff like lean ground beef, chicken without the skin. Dark meat's fine. You can do Mm -hmm. thigh meat. Just get it without the skin for now because you'll lose a lot of your calorie wiggle room if you're eating chicken with skin. Fish, eggs, milk, cheese. And for our vegan friends, you can hang out with tempeh, quinoa, chia seeds, lentils, chickpeas, nuts, soy, spinach. The limits. There's uh, there's no limit. Plenty of options. Yeah, the options are limitless. Just you might have to do a little bit of research on your protein. depending on what your preferences are sometimes and what you're willing to eat. Yes. Because some, you know, like some people may not want to eat chicken all the time. And that's fine. And that's cool. Just you'll have to do a little bit of research like in the beginning. Yeah. Um, And again, in the beginning for everyone across the board, it's in my opinion, the most important macro to try to hit every day. Oh, absolutely. If you don't hit your carbs and you don't hit your fat, cool. 
but learn how to hit your protein every single day. And if you're finding it difficult to do that because it's going to look like a big number compared to what you're normally used to, how much protein you're normally used to eating because a lot of people are not eating enough protein, period. No, there's a very weird balance. Either people eat way too much Mm -hmm. or people definitely don't eat enough and I don't feel like there's very many people that fall in between. Right. You have to like teach yourself. Yeah. Because you're either in the one school that always eats their protein and it's a high protein diet because you're not eating carbs and fat or you're eating very seldom carbs and fat or swing over here and you're eating way a lot more carbs and fat and not enough protein. Yep. Like that's almost exactly how it is across the board, regardless of if you're on this fad diet or you're, you know, doing your own thing, whatever. And the secret is you need to land somewhere in the middle to make it be sustainable. My biggest suggestion in the beginning, if you're not used to eating a whole lot of protein, is increasing the portion sizes of your protein within your meals. Yes. Um, I like to try to have, and even like snacks, having higher protein snacks around will help. I always try to have Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, egg whites, and deli meat on hand because they're easy, like grab and go. You know, you can grab like a fistful of deli meat, shove it in your face, and you've got, you know... There's some carbs and fat in there too. If I had a buck for every time I've done that, literally. (laughs) That and rotisserie chicken. I'm that girl that will dismantle an entire rotisserie chicken in the Costco parking lot because I've got no shame. Right? Well, and it tastes delicious too. It's got that salty salty note that Mm. people crave a lot. I do personally. Lunch meat. Lunch meat is honestly one of the things I used a lot to help me reach my protein. Because you can sneak it into stuff too. You wrap it around a cheese. Yeah. You could wrap it around a string cheese. Yeah. Or like whatever tortilla you prefer if you find the lower carb one or whatever. I like to do roll-ups. Yep. Fat-free cheese and lunch meat. A ton of lunch meat. And like light ranch. And I'm like, yeah, this is the best thing I've ever had. I do that with fat-free cream. Heat it up a little bit. (laughs) Yep. Fat-free cream cheese, sliced chicken, Buffalo sauce. Yum. It's delicious. Mm, it is. Probably going to make things, one when I get home. <laughs> things that you can eat that taste good. With You think that you're only going to be eating chicken and broccoli forever. I promise you, you're, you're not, not. going to eat chicken and broccoli forever. You're, you might eat chicken and broccoli for a while. Right. But you're not going to eat it forever. And keep in mind, when you're looking at your macro calculator, expect 10 to 35% of your intake to be protein. Yeah. It will vary. It's going to depend on a lot of things. And but that's okay. What your goals are being probably the main one on how much protein you need to eat. Your goals and your lifestyle. Yeah. Those are going to determine a lot of how your macros are going to work. Your personal stats. Yes. Your height, your age, your sex, your weight, your physical activity levels, your dietary preference. If you're an omnivore or if you're a veg, your goals, whether your goal is fat loss, maintenance, or bulking. And just to further expand on that, because... Like terminology wise, I didn't know what maintenance or bulking was personally in the beginning of all Mm -hmm. this. I know what fat loss is. Everyone knows what that means. Absolutely, yeah. But maintenance would be maintaining your current weight. You're not gaining or losing. Right. You're staying the same. Yep. That would be what your body needs currently and your activity level and all those other factors we just listed to not move. You're staying the same. Yep. Bulking would be slowly gaining over a period of time, maybe a half a pound to two pounds a week. 
Yes, and the purpose the purpose of bulking is to yes, when you bulk, if you ever bulk, you are going to put on some fat that mm-hmm. comes with the territory. But you're also hyper building your muscles at the same time. You're yes. super feeding everything. So yes, you might put on some body fat while you're bulking. That's okay. Comes with the territory. It'll come back off when you cut, and then you'll be back to maintaining, and you're going to be you're going to probably look a lot more ripped than you used to. Right. Things we'll talk about more because I feel like this is advanced meathead theory Mm -hmm. with cutting and bulking and maintenance and all of that. Your macro ratio doesn't directly influence weight loss. And I know Mm -hmm. that sounds counterproductive, but it doesn't. To lose weight, you just have to find a ratio you can live with and focus on filling that ratio with healthy foods and sticking to the number of calories that you're you're trying to hit as your goal for the week. Right. And remember, like, don't overcomplicate this either because it's easy to do that with everything that's always been told to you your entire life. The At the end of the day, the only thing that will make you lose weight is eating less calories than your body requires to burn caloric, in, a, in a day. Caloric deficit is the only way to lose weight. You have to be in a caloric des- deficit. So if your goal is weight loss, don't overcomplicate it. It's not low fat, low carb, th- restrict this, restrict that. That's what we're trying to teach you today. We're trying to debug your brain. Yes. I feel I feel like we're deprogramming people sometimes. <laughs> really, yeah. I do. I do. It's kind of strange. But you have to you have to remember that that's the only way weight loss is going to occur. It doesn't matter what fad diet you're on. Mm-hmm. If you're not eating as much as you're putting out, yes, you're going to lose weight. But that fad diet's going to make you hate your fucking life. So just run away. Right. Just run away. Break up and don't to speak to them again. When you, when you first start doing your macros, you do have to calculate your TDEE, which is your daily en- energy expenditure. And we will get a link up for that on mm-hmm. our website this week. When we talk about your ratio, if you first get a macro ratio that you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to try this. It's 50, 50, 20, 30, carbs, fat, protein. That's a really, really standard, I Mm -hmm. feel like, macro breakdown. So that's a lot of what people start with. Tweak your ratio slowly. If you're trying to lose weight, start with your recommended ratio. And if it's not working after three or four weeks, adjust it and try it again. Repeat until you reach desired results. That's all you have to do. It's trial and error. Remember, you're only weighing yourself for data. Yeah. Who gives a fuck what the number is? You just need it to have a baseline. You do, but it's also hard to not focus on the number because you've been told your whole life that that is a way that you know, like if you've made any progress at all. It is. It's it's very it's very counterintuitive of what we've been told, but the the number really doesn't matter. The number is just I I know that now. Yeah. But legit, my entire life I lived and died by that number on the scale. I didn't care about how my clothes felt. The number said I weighed this. My clothes fit this way, not because I may have lost or gained weight, but because something happened uh-huh. and I screwed up the number on the scale. And it's, that's not true. It's it's not. It's not true. You need to start working towards not thinking like that anymore. On a heavy day, because your body will change during the day. You gain and lose weight as your day goes on and you it'll fluctuate a, up to five to eight pounds a day. You've got a weight range. Yeah. You don't have a weight. Yeah, <laughs> you really. You have a weight range. If you, if you weigh consistently in the morning... You can expect to see a similar number. If you weigh at night, that number is going to be higher. But if you continue to weigh at night, Just be again, consistent. you'll see that yeah. it's a similar number every day. 
you need to build in these consistencies within your daily lifestyle mm-hmm. so that you don't have to worry about the scale being your enemy because the scale's not your enemy. It's not. It's a data cake calculator. Yeah. <laughs> it Collector. Just, it tells you how much you're fighting against gravity. That's right. that's all. Another thing to keep in mind too is your initial calculation is a general estimate. So like reiterating what we've said, stay consistent for at least three weeks and pay attention to how you feel, how your clothes fit, because you will feel differently. You will. And taking progress pictures. Very important. Something I wish I would have done sooner. Because something that the scale isn't going to show you, you could weigh 150 at the beginning and still weigh 150 in three weeks, but your face could have thinned out Mm -hmm. and you could have been losing weight here and there. And it's just you're building muscle or there's just changes happening within you that you don't see yourself. But if you take those progress pictures, that is your evidence. Yes, because there are changes happening. When people say that you can't lose body fat while gaining muscle at the same time, those people are full of shit because it's slow. You can do it, but it's slow. How do I know this? I've done it. It Mm -hmm. took me four and a half years. And I'm finally just now starting to see the aesthetic changes that I set out to get five years ago. Like it's gonna take time and that's okay. When I first started on my macros, I was given my initial number. I did the calculation myself Mm -hmm. based off of, we'll post that graphic again on our website, but I calculated them the first time. I'm like, there's no fucking way that this is what they are. Yeah. And I gained weight when I first started but that was water weight because I was eating a lot more protein than I was used to eating. I changed the carbs that I was eating. I was trying to limit the bad fats, quote unquote. Yep. And I gained weight, but then I leveled off. Yeah. After about five weeks. There's a lot of the first, I feel like the first six months of you getting into diet and exercise is like walking on a fucking rope bridge. Yeah. It's shaky. It's not super consistent. Mm -hmm. You know you're headed in the right direction. Am I going to fucking fall through a hole in the floor? I'm not sure, but here we go. We're going to find out. We're going to try it. Your body is a constantly reacting system to the outside stimuli around you. And that you need to take into account your mood, your stress, what you're eating. Are you drinking enough water? Did you get enough sleep? Yeah, all of sleep. Sleep was going to help you either lose weight or not lose weight because sleep is super important. So that is something that you will have to prioritize in the future. We're going to do a whole episode talking about sleep. And it is how, really important. How it's important that important. It We're going to do a whole episode on it. <laughs> like, honestly. I mean, your brain needs it and your body needs it too, just as much. There you go. Carbs, fat, and protein. Hopefully that wasn't as scary as you thought it was going to be. They're in everything you eat. Hopefully now you're a little less intimidated by the concept of them and you can figure out your numbers to start eating to reach your health and fitness goals. Yes. Also remember, I know I feel like I say this every episode, but I feel like it's worth reminding no one's perfect. The aim here at your start is to either stay within the calories that you are granted via calculating your numbers or being plus or or minus five of each macro every day. It's going to be an adjustment, and it was an adjustment for me. Oh, absolutely. Just because this isn't normal for most of us. We're used to, you know, yo-yo dieting or crash dieting or whatever. The end goal is what you want to keep your eye on. Like some days it's going to be frustrating and overwhelming, but I promise you if you stick with this, you will see results. Again, those two words we keep repeating, consistency and sustainability over time are going to be the keys to your success. That's the over, I feel like if we had an overarching theme where if I just (laughs) yell words at people, consistency and sustainability! Ah! (laughs) 
Join us next week when we talk about going cold turkey and why you shouldn't. MTK out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. MTK.